All right, everyone, I have set up my EMF reader. If you hear a beeping noise, that means it is going off. It's not a pager. <laughs> we're not taking it that far back. We were talking about how old we were earlier, <laughs> um, but I didn't have a pager. I fucking had a pager. You, I had, have, you did not. I had, I had a green pager. How old were you? Um, I must have been like a freshman in high school, I think. Really? Yeah, I had, I had that... And then I had, I don't know if you remember for a while, they used to have like the protective cases for them as well too. <laughs> yes. And so I bought like a blue one because I thought oh it was so fucking God. cool. And then I would get a page from my mom telling me where the fuck are you at? You need to come home. <laughs> when I was like eight or nine, my cousin had a pager and I was like obsessed with it. I was like, I want it. I it's want so it. fucking cool. I wanted I, one so bad. I wanted this, someone to page me 911. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> till this day, I would still have one if that no. was an option. Yes, I would. No Fuck one that. needs a fucking pager. We have like a fancy pager. Nah, listen. I know I'm going to probably sound very, very fucking old, but I would so be down for a fucking flip phone still. Not a flip phone. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Do you want that flip phone? And, like the, the... and then the T9 texting and no, everything? No, the T9 is too hard. Like that, I remember, I was, I was really good at it. Yeah, I was fucking. I can fucking text under the table. So you would never I. know. I would just make eye contact the whole time. Be like, yeah, I'm texting. So I'm talking I. shit at this very moment. But this is so much easier. I could literally swipe, 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 and then I have a whole sentence. Do you say that when you're texting? Swipe, swipe, swipe. No. <laughs> I was. I was kind of hoping you would no. be honest. That'd be pretty funny. But do you want the phone that's like a smartphone that like is a flip phone? It like closes. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm afraid it would. Break. I've seen um, Amy's cousin. She has that. Oh, she does. And and I mean, like, it looks cool. I just, I don't know. Like, it just, uh, it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same vibe no, as it would not. be, like, say, like a flip phone it's or even like a fucking. You remember Sidekicks? Oh my god, I wanted a Sidekick so bad. So and fucking cool. My mom wouldn't get it for me. Ugh. So fucking cool, dude. She I remember I had one. Flip that motherfucker up. Hell yeah. I was about to text you motherfuckers. Let's my go. Cousin, my cousin had one. I was like 15 when she had one. She was 25. And I used to be like, can I play with your phone? She'd be like, yes, but don't go on the internet. And I'd be like. <laughs> Why is it so expensive? Was it so expensive? It's so expensive. It was like fucking. How much was it? Like like a dollar something a, dollar a minute? A minute or something like that. Some bullshit. I and I remember that. like every phone had that button that you could press. It was like a world button. And that meant you were going to be on the world oh wide web. And you would always Gosh. press it on accident and yes. it would take too long to not load. And you try to get out. Oh my God. And then on the top of that, you know, that shit was being charged at that point. So stressful. It's like, all right. Oh my God. It's already got a minute. Shit. Kids these days <laughs> will never understand. <laughs> Y'all will never understand. It was painful. The painful experiences that we had of how much money my parents would be charged when I would text. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. I had a prepaid phone because I had a Verizon when I got my first phone when I was 15. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know how many cents for each text, like 75 cents or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I would use all of my motherfucking minutes by yeah. texting. Totally and fucking worth it. Was it was ridiculous. And then, like, I got like a boyfriend, so I was always texting him. It was bad. It was super bad. I, um, I had prepaid too. But then when I finally had a phone, it was before Verizon was Verizon. I think it was like LA Mobile or some bullshit <laughs> like that. I don't remember what it was. I'm about to Google at some point, but yeah, it was LA like Mobile. I don't. I, I'm probably making this shit up. It's probably like a better name than that. I don't know. I would hope so. I don't remember. Then again, it was the '90s, so who knows? Like yeah. I remember when Verizon like came about, but I don't remember what it was before that or what merged with them or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you guys wanted to do research on that later, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Just to be nostalgic for y'all, you know? Yeah. Anyway, hi, welcome to Cryptos and Mystics. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the best way that we've started a show yet. We're going to have to cut some of that. Nah. <laughs> How much time do you have? 
Oh yeah, that's fine. Oh, it's like four minutes. It's, it's fine. It's not as bad. It's it's friendly banter. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Okay. Do you um, do you want me to call it what I normally call it? What? Talking shit. Free range. Free range. <laughs> no, not free range. Cage free. Cage free chickens. That's how that. This is us. As you can tell, me and Manny have not seen each other in person for quite some time. I know. I fucking missed you, dude. <laughs> I really, really, really. Did. I missed you too, and it's so sad that we hadn't been recording. Like we had recorded ahead of time, so we had plenty of episodes to get out to y'all. But yeah, yeah. life happens so fast. You know what I mean. It's been a trip, I'll tell you that much. I'm kind of a, in senioritis mode since I'm going to be leaving my job <laughs> soon. Mm, I do love that feeling when you're like, I'm not going to be here anymore, so fuck it. <laughs> I know, but like at the same time, like, I still feel responsible for my clients. Yeah, you, you know? So Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and on top of that, too, a lot of my coworkers have actually gained a respect and like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what kind of makes it harder. I've told them before, I'm like, man, I wish I just hated you guys. It'd be much, <laughs> it would be so much easier to leave at this point. Yeah. You know, but I'll save the sentimental bullshit for the next episode that we record. Not today. <laughs> not today. Today, I'm I'm not feeling that. So. Okay. What are we feeling today? What's the vibe? Orchata, baby. <laughs> I bought Manny an Orchata, so he's very happy. My hero. <laughs> they even did the lashes for you. Oh. See? So oh cute. my goodness. So cute. I love it. Um, the vibe today is actually very, very silly. Okay. I'm feeling that energy. I'm feeling I'm that. Like... Feel, feeling it good. Like but a silly you... goose? <laughs> are we bringing it back to something else? No, I don't know. What are we talking about? Previous episode about the, you know. Uh... Oh, the uncooked goose. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... I mean, they're going to. Oh, yeah. That will be the next. The previous one be. to this one. Yeah. 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 We just finished editing an episode. And we talk about an uncooked goose in that one. If you really want to know what we're talking about, go back to that episode. <laughs> Get to hear how, how I sound when I'm under the influence. Yeah, if you're like that, a so. skipper or something, you should go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's poor etiquette. No. Poor podcast etiquette. How dare you? I mean, I skip around sometimes. I'm not like a psychopath. I don't go like 117. But like, yeah, I might skip an episode if I don't care for the topic. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, there's... But then again, when you read our titles, how do you know what we're really talking about at the end of the day? Well, it's in the description. Do people really read it though? Um, sometimes people don't because they want to be surprised. But exactly. I always read the description because I hate surprises. I don't. I don't. I don't like to read it. Like especially <gasps> You're wrong. When, when, especially when it comes to like one of my favorite ones is Swindled. Oh, I think I told you about them. Never before. listen on. Okay. Love that one. It's it's like, like about you know obviously people getting swindled right people mm-hmm. getting lied to you know <laughs> capitalism at its worst mm-hmm. you know those type of things and yeah i'll I'll read the title and i'm like no 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 i don't want to read the description i want to oh get surprised God. i want to see what it's all about no. and i'm i've yet to be disappointed mm, a, cons- a concerned citizen does a really good job and i appreciate him for it i am not that kind of girly fair fair <laughs> anxiety is a is a motherfucker though yeah i need to so. know what's coming next for sure that's hard. no i I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> but you know what, though? I don't think we've asked how everyone's doing, though. Oh, my God. How is everyone out there? Guys, gals, and non-binary pals? That was good. It's not for me. <laughs> um, They said they're doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've missed you guys, too, just so you know. We're recording on a weekday, which is very rare for wow. us. Wow. So if we're not with it, that's why. <laughs> and on top of that, too, that should tell you the level of commitment that we have. Yeah. We are making time during the week to make this happen. <laughs> Because, you know, that's how much we care about this because whole thing. Because we love y'all so much. Uh, yeah, you guys are fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> well, we'll make you even more awesome. Even more than where you're at at this point. Mm-hmm. 
leave us some leave us a review leave mm. us a rating on spotify apple podcast please uh obviously five stars would be the best mm-hmm. but also we want you to be honest keep in mind as much as we want to believe we're professionals we're not, we're not really those type of professionals <laughs> we're, we're professionally us yeah. if that counts for anything we're professionally always recording in someone's bedroom absolutely so... or living room or outside <laughs> it you know with planes flying over <laughs> everything everything so yeah. so don't be too harsh of a critic constructive criticism is appreciated yes but if you're if you're merely talking shit to break us down get the fuck out of here yeah, with that's that shit. no thank you don't want that but delete block yeah that's it <laughs> we are not friends anymore you're not in my top six <laughs> the top eight first of all you remember that from my space yeah <laughs> i kept it at six because oh, i was very exclusive no. of my shit i was i did a top eight i just put two other Sometimes two I, like, people in bumped there. it to like a top what is the next 12 yeah it was 12 yeah i was like i gotta i gotta open it up a little you know i have so many people in my life <laughs> i can't i cannot pick just one i cannot pick just one that's right that's fair that's fair <laughs> And speaking of all those other things, the Patreon. Let's get all the business out of the way now so we can get to the good shit in, the, in just a minute. Okay, okay. Please, you know, like, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We would very much appreciate that. We have a $3 level and a $5 level. And you get perks with all. So you get, like, bonus episodes, bonus content, early access to episodes. If you do the $5 level, you get a shout-out on the podcast. Absolutely. And you get a free sticker sent to you in the mail. Pretty cool sticker, yeah. not to say. It's our logo, and it's really cool. I really like them. I'm proud of it. Me Absolutely. Too. But yeah, definitely join in for sure. Um, You know, you get to catch a lot of stuff that we generally keep for Patreon. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Patreon-exclusive episodes, feet pics. Um, <laughs> it's always so weird when you say that, but... They if you're find out. Oh, if you're on Patreon, you'd get it. They'll you'd find get out. It. So, you know, check us out. You know, follow us on the socials because we have our link trees up uh, through there as well, too, to be able to access all, all that. Bios. Yep. So, you know, on um, on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. Cryptid and Mystics or what is it? Cryptid and Mystic Pod. Pod. Same and with TikTok. Same with TikTok, which I need to get back on that. <laughs> um, I've been, you know, ideas conjured, but not executed. <laughs> need to have some follow through. Okay. Um. So, yes, please follow us through there. Uh, because we put a lot of random shit in there too. And if you want to send us, you know, constructive feedback, or you want to send us your stories, because we Ooh, do do yes, yes. listener episodes, we mm-hmm. call those straight from the source. You can go ahead and send those in to our email or DM us. Our email is cryptidsandmysticspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We also take audio file submissions. So if you want mm-hmm. your voice to be on the podcast, you could be on here. We're more than happy to share your beautiful voices. Definitely don't have a problem with that. And if you are close to either one of us and would like to be interviewed, more than happy mm-hmm. to do that as well, too. Yeah, we'll go straight to you. Absolutely. If you guys have heard the first episode of Straight from the Source, you would know that I have no issues interviewing people because I love to talk. Mm-hmm. So. I love a good interview. Absolutely. Especially, you know, if you're interviewing with someone that you actually like to talk to. Yeah. You know, that's always a plus. All right. That shit's out of the way. Okay. Hi, so. so uh, Rock, paper, scissors? Oh, no. Oh, no, I, first, last time. I did. So, oh. Because I just listened to the episodes. So that's why I know that. Oh, I have a good one for Manny. He's going to lose his absolute um, fucking mind right Okay, now. but uh, so, to, so to be fair, if you're new to this, we never tell each other what we're going to cover. Never, never. Uh, because we love to surprise each other. Because mm-hmm. this is the one and only time that we're okay with surprises. Yeah. Um, and when Sarah was talking about this one and... The possibility of this being a two-parter. Two-parter. Oh, Holy a two-parter. shit. See, 
as soon as she mentioned that, I was like, oh, that that has to be it. I've that has to be it. So much fucking research on this. Like, you don't even know. Even more reason to share this with the world at this point. Okay. So, as we know, I've been doing a lot of, like, spiritualism history and analysis lately, and I really wanted to do something a little bit different, and I love a good mystery. Okay. And one of the greatest true crime cold cases of all time is the Velisca Axe murders. Fuck. <laughs> this is, I know Manny likes this murder. I know oh he does. Oh, my God. I do. And, and and I'm not saying that in a morbid way. I'm not saying that in a fucked no, up way. Like so it's just so intriguing the fucking layers that go along with this fucking. There's thing. so many things I didn't know about this fucking murder. Like doing the research and like, I just I, we have to get into it because okay. oh my god. Okay, I have my horchata. I am ready. Let's fucking go. <laughs> He's fucking ready. I am fucking ready. Not just ready. Fucking ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so Velisca is a small town in Iowa. And this is probably the most famous thing that has ever happened in it. It's really small and kind of rural. Um, this took place on June 9th, 1912, on a night that threatened to rain. The Moore family attended a Children's Day program at their Presbyterian church until 9.30 p.m. When the program ended, they all walked back to their home, including two young girls that the Moore daughter invited for a sleepover. They arrived back sometime between 9.45 p.m. and 10 p.m. My first fun fact... The house where the incident occurred was built in 1868 and was actually lived in after the murders occurred for Ugh. years. Ugh. It wasn't sold to a museum until 1994 and wasn't added to the National Registry of Historic Places until 1997. The fuck? Yeah, I had no idea that they were like selling and renting this place. I'm curious to know if people that moved into the house knew what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first person they ended up getting to stay in the house after was a year later. Uh, um, and he rented it. And it's rumored that they knocked off six months of rent because he was really hesitant to rent it. I don't give a fuck how much you knock off. Of I'm not fucking living there. I know. And like a year or two later, somebody bought it for like, I think it was like $100 under the asking price. It just was depreciating in value because of what happened. Well, there. yeah. But they didn't want to get rid of it because it was such, like, it was a nice house. So it was, like, worth money. And they were like, we can't just get rid of it. We live in a small town where there's not a lot of houses. Right. That's fair. But, okay, move on. Sorry. I'm, 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 I can stay stuck in that for a minute. Just keep, you just keep doing your thing. Ask as many questions as you want. Oh, okay. Okay. So the next day at 7 a.m., the Moore's neighbor, Mary Peckham, became concerned when she didn't see the family doing their normal morning chores. The house was still and closed up. Not just closed up, but when the neighbor went over to the house and knocked, nobody answered. Mm. She went to open the door, and it was locked. This was strange to Mrs. Peckham, as the house was usually bustling with activity by this time. She went out to their chicken coop and let the chickens out for the day. Then she called the Moore patriarch's brother, Ross Moore. Ross did a few of the outside chores before he attempted to knock and yell for his brother and his sister-in-law, mm -hmm. but he received no response. He then used a skeleton key to enter and was met with a quiet house, unusual for a house of five people and two extra people that were there. Mm -hmm. As Mrs. Peckham waited out on the porch, Ross went through the parlor and opened the door to the guest room and was greeted with the horrific scene. Mm. So let's uh, backtrack a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the family. So okay. there were the heads of house, which is Josiah B. Moore, uh, age 43. He sometimes was called Joe. His wife, Sarah Moore, she spelled it like me, no H. 
Hey. Yes, a lot of accounts on the internet have it wrong, but according to like census stuff, she had no H on her name. Huh. Huh. She got it right. She got it right. <laughs> that's all. That's all there is to it. She spelled it right. Yeah. Well done, Sarah. <laughs> um, she was age thirty nine, and then they had four kids. So Herman Montgomery Moore, age eleven, Mary Catherine Moore, age ten, Arthur Boyd Moore, age seven, and their youngest, Paul Vernon Moore, age five. As I said, Mary Catherine invited two kids from church. They were Ina May Stillinger, eight, and Lena Gertrude Stillinger, age 12. Mm-hmm. So spooky fact. Lena and Ina Stillinger's parents were also named Joe and Sarah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like really common. The other guy's name wasn't Josiah. His name was Joseph, though. Okay. And she was Sarah with an H. Well, clearly spelled them wrong. That's already the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's already the issue there. How about the fact, too, that... Ugh, that just creeps me out. It's I don't like that. Okay. But yeah, that, that that's just creepy. No. I know. No no, 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 no. It's just a weird, like, I don't know, synchronicity or something. Yeah. That's hard to explain. So, Sarah, the mother, had organized the children's program at their church the night of their murders and was very involved um, as a member of her community. Mm. Her husband, Josiah, was a businessman and well-known and successful in the community as well. He was kind of up and coming. Okay. Like, like started his own business. Mm-hmm. And the two visiting girls were daughters of a local wealthy farmer. Okay. When Ross entered the guest room, which is on the first floor, it's a, tech, it's a two-story uh, house. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when Ross entered the guest room, he saw the visiting girls' bodies, Ina and Lena, bloodied on the bed. Oh. Room after room, the bloodied bodies of the Moore family lie in their beds dead. Upon seeing the scene, this was reportedly said by Henry Horton, who was the marshal that was called to the house. He just came outside and he said somebody was murdered in every bed. So it was really gruesome. I, th- I think what makes it worse is uh, the the two uh, the two girls that were visiting. Yes, you know what I'm saying like that makes it so much worse to me. Like I didn't know that they were visiting. Right. When I heard about this murder, like n- not that it makes the the action itself any no it doesn't you know, d- diminish anyone else's death right right it's but just the, like they could have not been there right it, it's just by sheer chance that they that they uh decided to come visit and and hang out and, and it, like oh we're having a sleepover like like the the innocence behind all that it was a series of chances so i don't think i wrote this in my notes but actually what had happened was their farm was a mile away from the church and they were like um the children's day program was like the kids put on plays and skits and stuff regarding the mm-hmm. bible stuff mm-hmm. so they were in a bunch of stuff so they had to go mm-hmm. and i guess their parents i don't know that they couldn't go i don't remember what happened why they didn't go but mm-hmm. the dad walked them there and they were gonna like they were gonna hang out with the moors for the day so the moors were watching them mm-hmm. so they left their fancy dresses there they helped set up the children's day thing they got dressed with the Moore's kids. They went down to the thing and then they found out because their grandma lives in town. Mm-hmm. They found out that their grandma caught a cold. And so the grandma was like, you should probably go home and not stay with me and get a cold. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, can we just stay with the Moors? And then they called and their older sister picked up and she said, oh, that would probably be all right. And she basically like regretted it for the rest of her life. because sure. She gave them permission to be there. She could have said, no, come home, I'll go get you. Yeah. But, like, that's not her fault. She didn't know. No, 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 absolutely not. But I, I know that she regretted it. Just all that shit, though, right? That, grandma saying, you know what, you can't stay here, I'm sick. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get you sick. You know, like, all like that. the sister picked up. The yeah, said, like, yes. all that shit. It doesn't, shit. like, it's just, it was, like, a so, series of, like, and I'm not saying, like, people deserve to die, but I'm saying, like, 
something aligned for them to be there and i don't know why and that's what i was gonna say something along the lines of like you know so many chances to not mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and the 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 cosmos still kind of led them in that direction for whatever reason jesus and the older i mean i'll get to it but the older girl's death was i think the most horrific of them all mm. I, don't, I don't i don't remember the details per se of the deaths but yeah that, you're about that, to find out okay cool thanks <laughs> i'm so sorry i love this for all of us okay so it seemed that the killer had come in through the back door which was not locked um not many people locked their doors back then especially in a small rural town like this it appears they came in wielding josiah's axe so it was an axe he found on the property um more than likely taken from outside according to the town coroner the killer took an oil lamp from nearby and bent the wick in two so that it would burn at an even lower light and then he took the chimney, so the top part, he took it off. So it would burn differently. I don't know why that does something different to it. Huh. And he set it aside under a chair to burn nearby. So, like, imagine coming into, like, low lighting and a fucking stranger with an axe waiting for you. Like, that's not... They didn't come into the house and no. find that, but that would have been terrifying. No. Like, if that was his plan or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's, nope. That's so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like, to find a way to dim the lights in a time where you only have oil lamps is terrifying. Like, how did he know that? There's a lot of things in this murder that indicate to me that this is not his first time murdering. No, that sounds very. I mean, like the the axe thing was was like a what what do they call that a, a, a crime of uh of opportunity, opportunity or whatever. But that part, I can see that. All the other stuff mm-hmm. that seems very calculated. Very, well, I would very... say if this incident was isolated, I would agree with you. But once we get to like who has done it, you'll see that maybe that's a pattern. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. good. go, go, go. Okay, so not so fun fact. Fair. <laughs> the axe used in the murder was afterwards owned by a historian named Dr. Edgar V. Epperly and was donated to by him to the Montgomery County Historical Society. You may wonder how he got a hold of the axe, but the chain, of course, goes back to law enforcement. It was given to Dr. Epperly by a man named Don Brown, who was a researcher, and he said he was given the axe by a widow of law enforcement official James Risden, who was a special investigator on the case in 1912. So he took the axe. I don't know why he had it. <laughs> then he died. His widow was like, I don't want this fucking axe in my house. Yeah. So she gave it to a researcher who was interested in researching the history of the case. And then Dr. Epperly is now known as um, the foremost historian on the case. And he's still alive today. And he wrote a book and it was released in 2021. And oh. I did read almost all of it. So I'm almost done with it. What was it called? Um, it is called, oh, that's in my sources. Let me just look really quick. <laughs> it's called Fiend Incarnate. Okay. It's Villisca Axe Murders of 1912 by Dr. Edgar Epperly. Okay. So. Check it out. I have it on Kindle, y'all, so you don't have to, like, purchase the actual physical copy. It's that's really fair. good. It has a lot of information that I'd never heard before. Hmm. Have to check it out. So the next part is a little bit graphic. Sorry, everyone. So if you're eating, let me, you might want to stop down. a minute. Yeah, just wait a minute. <laughs> or if you're like listening before bed, maybe pause it here and then wait until the morning. Yeah, to... this is more of a like a uh, morning on the way to work podcast. Right, <laughs> right. And like you're not eating anything that's going to possibly come back up because of the... Yeah, like don't eat spaghetti. It's just a weird warning. Like like Sp- don't eat anything that's red. Okay. Oh, fair. I, I, you just threw me off with the spaghetti thing. I'm like, why? Because of the noodles? Like what? what is... The red sauce, I think. I mean, if, if you have indigestion already in itself, you don't want to do that, right? Because acid reflects and all that shit. I eat but... spaghetti all the time. 
It's it's a labor of love there. <laughs> okay. Go. Time to be serious, because this is gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, don't have to give me don't have to tell me twice. Just go. It's suggested that the killer came in when the family was asleep and passed up the guest room and passed up the kids' room and went straight for the parents, Josiah and Sarah. He raised the axe so high and fast over Josiah that it left an imprint in the angled ceiling above and behind him. Oh fuck. So like he was winding up for that shit. Yeah, he actually brought the flat of the axe down on the back of Josiah's head, crushing oh, his skull. Oh god. It more than likely killed him instantly, but there's no way for us to know. Right. And that's why there's a mark in the ceiling because the sharp end was in back. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. So I'm already questioning that. Uh-huh. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Of course of course of course he would go for the adults right because they would be the ones that could put up more of a fight that's what i was thinking so i thought he went for josiah first for that reason yeah there's no proof but the way the forensic are forensics are laid out it seems that that's why the way he did it but that we don't know why right but i mean you know and they think that he used the flat of the axe to guarantee that it would crush his skull and not just like hack him so that he couldn't scream and wake up and fight back fuck yeah i didn't think about that you're right yeah and if it, and, and especially if it's the back of his head, then yeah, he was, I like, mean, worst case down on his stomach, I think. Yeah, worst case scenario, it's at least severing the spinal cord. Yeah. Right? So. And I think that. So, have you ever seen the house? Yeah. The inside. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So for those of you that haven't, the bed was actually in a corner, and then the ceiling is like vaulted on one side, mm-hmm. and it's vaulted on the side where the bed meets the wall. Mm-hmm. So like the other side is the angled part and that's why the axe hit because it's angled right so it's closer right um and then josiah slept on the left side of the bed so he was closest to the edge and sarah was closest to the wall mm-hmm. so i don't know if that makes sense it does. it does he then turned to sarah and hit her with the axe as well it seems before she had time to react because she was in the exact same place there's no way to tell if either of them died right away but the killer left the room after that it's said by investigators that he used the flat of the axe to ensure that he would crush them and not just cut them. Mm-hmm. When the killer finally went to the more children's bedroom, so the way the house is laid out is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. There's no separate area on the top floor. The top floor is one whole floor, and it's like one big room. Um, when you walk in, you're facing the bed from the stairs. Or actually, so it's hard to say. Yeah. So when you walk in up the stairs, mm-hmm. you... You're facing, it looks like kind of like a really short hallway. And at the end is the children's bedroom. Right now, as of 2023, there's no door on that. There's just a doorway. I don't know if there was a door at the time. So that it could have been closed. I have no idea. That's weird. Yeah, it's really strange. That's very weird. Very weird layout. But if you're standing on that landing and you look to the right, then you can see Josiah and Sarah sleeping in their bed. There's no doorway there. It's just a big open room. Huh. And if you walk down the little short hallway on your right, there's a closet. And inside the closet, there's a small door, which is the door to the attic. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. It's just like, I guess it's because it was a really small house. It's just a way to incorporate more rooms. That's. So it was yeah. a three bedroom house, but it yeah. was like two floors. I don't know how to explain. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really weird layout. <laughs> yeah. That sounds very confusing. And then no privacy. <coughs> no privacy. Like, like what? You just going to fuck with your kids right there? I mean, I guess <laughs> Jesus would have wanted it that way. I mean, they had fucking four kids, so I guess they did. They they fucking found a way. <laughs> they fucking found a way. 
Where there's a will, there's a way, my friend. Apparently. When you're horny, there's a way. <laughs> so Ugh. when the killer went to the Moore's bedroom, the children's bedroom, he just had to like walk around the corner, basically. Mm-hmm. He killed all four of them without incident, it seems. There's no evidence that says that any of them woke up or alerted any of the others. Nobody knows why. All the children were in their beds, and the two visiting girls were murdered in their bed in the guest room downstairs as well. So, Oh, shit. My next not-so-fun fact is very not good. Okay. I read in one source that the investigator said that forensic evidence indicated that the oldest Stillinger daughter, Lena, had woken up and attempted to fight off her attacker. I'm not sure if that happened or how they would know that, but she is the only victim that they theorize was sexually assaulted. Oh, Although God. the later investigators did check and her hymen was intact and no semen or discharge was left on her. However, her underwear were found under the bed and she was the only person in the house that had slid down the bed. So her hands were up towards the pillow so that you could tell that she had been slid down. Yeah. And that indicates like she may have woken up. Or maybe she was not dead after the first blow Mm -hmm. and that she saw him and attempted to get away at some point. It could mean that he attacked her and then drug her down because she was dragged down closer to the end of the bed Mm -hmm. and on the edge. Mm -hmm. And her arms were up. Her nightdress was pulled up. Her underwear were off. um, And her hip was pulled back to expose her genitals. So she was posed very specifically. Mm. And there was a mark of blood on her inner right thigh, like a smudge. So, like, it's clear that he handled so, like, her he body grabbed, after and, like, she was gripped. dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, See, I, yeah, I think she definitely was sexually assaulted, unfortunately. Because... And we'll explain how that happened, too. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the hymen doesn't have to be. I mean, no. I mean, she was, like, 12 years old. But, no, that's that's also not true. But they were looking for any sort of seminal fluid, and they couldn't find anything on her. But that doesn't mean you weren't sexually assaulted. Right, and right. And I'll explain how that happened, too. Right. Yeah. So the most disturbing fact I found detailing the murders of the Moore family is that the killer then systematically went to each dead person, or maybe not dead, we don't know, and smashed their heads in so their faces are unrecognizable. So I didn't know that. I thought he just like killed them with yeah. the axe. He went back and smashed their faces so you, you couldn't see their face anymore. No faces, no eyes. Like a lot of them, the eyes had been so smashed that oh. you couldn't see their eyes. They said that one of the only people that still had an eyeball intact was Lena. I did not know that. Yeah. It's that is fucking disturbing. Really terrifying. Goddamn. Um, and they can tell from Josiah's <clears throat> wounds that he was more than likely hit 30 times. Holy shit. He, the killer then covered their faces with the clothes they were wearing. So he like pulled up their night clothes or like, he pulled up the sheet and put it over their face. Oh, wow. Every single person he killed, he did that. And then like he did other really strange things before he left the house, which I'm going to tell you. But yeah. That, hmm. So he locked the door behind him. So that means he took the key to the house. That had to be like a memento for him. Maybe. I don't that know. Had, or maybe like to want to come back and check later. Or like to scare people into thinking he could get back whenever he wanted. That too, yeah. I don't know. My, I have a question though. What was the purpose of, of smashing their faces in to where they're unrecognizable and then covering the faces with like a, like their clothing or or blankets i mean we will talk about that in a minute but they actually don't know so i mean back then there weren't a lot of like forensic techniques or whatever but they do think now that like he was sort of like ashamed of what he did he didn't want to look at them so maybe smashing in their faces like was still not enough for him 
I would feel like it's someone that knew them then because to be to have that at least that little bit of remorse like that. Oh, that that was one of the thoughts. That's that's one of what the I suspects. Think. Right, 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 right. It's right, thought right. to be someone they know. Right. But it could just be that he's ashamed that he's a killer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He just seemed too calculated for that shit. That was the thing. Another not so fun fact. Marks from the axe were left on the ceiling of almost every death scene because of how high he was swinging it, indicating like he swung high enough to hit it. Mm -hmm. And then also the angle at which the indents were left indicated a left-handed axe wielder. Notably, there were marks in the center of the kids' room under which no beds lie and no evidence of a body because the beds were all on the outside of the room. Mm. So the forensics team believed that the killer was swinging the axe around in a frenzy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. <sighs> yeah, like no. he was just swinging the axe no. like, excitedly. No, no, And I never knew no. that shit either, and that's fucking scary. That's, wow. Like, this guy just fucking lost it. Lost like, his fucking mind. He just fucking did it. And, like, lost his mind long enough to go from room to room, walk downstairs. Like, you know, sometimes, like, you maybe, like, disassociate, but then you, like, kind of come to and you're in a different place or whatever. Right. This man disassociated through the whole building 17 times. Like, he just whacked and whacked and whacked and never woke up in his mind. What the fuck, dude? I have no idea. What the fuck, dude? I have no idea. That's so scary. I can't imagine somebody <sighs> swinging an axe around in a room like that. Just bloody and terrifying. <sighs> it sounds like a horror movie. Right. Like, I... <sighs> fuck, I don't even think you can imagine something like that. No. I always thought it was silly when the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy, Leatherface, did it. But I guess people do that. You can. So. There you go. God damn. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so I'll set the scene for you because these were some really weird things. I don't know if they're like clues or like red herrings. It's hard to say. Okay. So at the crime scene, there was a three pound slab of bacon wrapped in a towel. And it was found leaning up against a wall in the guest bedroom. Next to that was the axe that was used. It was left there, just like that. Okay. And next to that, there was a chair, and it was facing the bed where Lena and Ina slept. That's fucking disturbing. Now. <laughs> don't. Don't. I mean, we'll get to what that means. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I was like, let, give me a minute. Keep going with everything else. Don't. Just don't. So, like I said, there were axe marks on the ceiling <sighs> of the children's room, indicating a frenzy. The drawers in the house were ransacked for sheets and pieces of clothing. That were then used to cover every mirror in the house and the windows in the front doors as well. So he drew the blinds, but there's uh, a window on their like kitchen door and a window on their front door, mm-hmm. like a little skinny one, mm-hmm. and he covered them with clothing and sheets. Like I, I guess he didn't want anyone to look in, but like that's so strange. Like they're gonna know something weird's going on. Right. That's almost like drawing more attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. An uneaten plate of food was served and left untouched. And lastly, there was a bowl of bloody water left out in the kitchen. So let's start from the top. Um, what do you think of the bacon? Because that one I think is the weirdest. Yeah. And being the MO of me trying to make a joke of almost anything at this point, <laughs> my thought, maybe he was going to make some bacon. No, he was not going to make some bacon. Maybe he's like, bro, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm famished with all this axe wielding. <laughs> Well, he did make a plate of food and not finish it, but there's no indication that that was like his second plate of food. So but, we don't know. Right. I don't know what that that is fucking wild to me. That's almost as wild as the fucking chair. The fucking chair. Okay. Now put those things in context with each other. The bacon wasn't in the kitchen. It was next to the chair. 
Okay. And then the chair facing them, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like that tells me this guy, at one point, sat there and observed the work that he had done. Mm-hmm. That is fucking appalling, dude. So I will say that according to Dr. Epperly, and also according to Sam and Colby, they are YouTubers that do paranormal investigations. The, I've heard of them. They're, they're fun. Yeah. Um, the theory is that he took the bacon, the killer, sat in the chair that was facing the bed where Lana was killed and posed, and then he masturbated with the bacon to her dead body. I was thinking That's why maybe some sort like of that. lubricant. And also, I don't, I don't know if I put this in there, um, but the lamp that he took, he put it next to the bed, so it was illuminating her. And he left the lamp, and he left the chair like that. Mm. So why would you need a lamp to look at her and a side of bacon? I don't know if they found anything in the bacon. They just like, because back then, if you got bacon, it came in like, you got the whole, the whole slab, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he cut a piece off, and then he wrapped it in like, not butcher paper, but like a towel. And that might be something you would do in a home. Right. So that's not abnormal for that to happen, but to leave it there wrapped up. Right, right. Sounds to see, me like you see, used it. That, that theory sounds more plausible. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because of how... the bacon doesn't make sense otherwise. Well, right. Because, I mean, it's already kind of greasy. Yes. It's like already lubed. It's yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Which is super disgusting and gross and weird. This, that needs to be part of our title for this episode. No. I think it's so gross. 1912 lube. 1912 lube. When is it? When are we going to use that ever again? I hope we never have to use it again. That is disgusting. You cannot masturbate to a prepubescent girl who's dead. Whose face is smashed in? I mean, you can't do any of that. Remove, r- remove the bacon out of the equation. No. The rest of the shit's disgusting. Yeah. You just, the bacon you just keep, adds. You made it worse. The bacon adds a layer to. So you might as well just give it that title because it's already that bad. No, I can't. No. Okay. Convince your guys. Come on. Let's talk about the axe in the ceiling. Yes. Um. So, do you think it's from a frenzy? And my question is, do you think he came back afterward into that room? And then had a frenzy because that would wake everyone the fuck up. Yeah. Right? That would make more sense. Okay. That would make more sense. That's what I was thinking. Because there's no clarification on when he did that. Well, yeah. That would make more sense. Like, he's already wiped them all out. He's coming back to let out whatever bit of aggression he still got. Mm-hmm. And also to ensure that it's done. Like, yeah. there, there is no turning back for them at this point. Like, they are dead. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, he, okay. So, there's evidence that... The reason why I came to that conclusion so quickly is because... The forensic evidence indicates that he, you know, hit Josiah and Sarah, and right. then he came back. And the reason why they know he came back to increase the amount of wax on their head or whatever, I don't know. Um, There was a shoe next to Josiah, mm-hmm. and it pulled with blood on the inside. And then when they found it, it was tipped over, and there was blood on top of it. So it would indicate that somebody hit it after it pulled with blood, and it mm-hmm. can't pull with blood that quickly off of like bed sheets and stuff, it would have had to sit there and mm-hmm. then he would have had to come back and hit it. So I I mean it sounds like he was in there for a long a time. A fucking minute for sure. A long time. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. So Oh my God, dude. Next, the covering of the mirrors. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like I get why you would cover the windows. I mean it is you don't really want obvious, see, but yeah, yeah, but you don't want anyone to see. But the mirrors, like, you don't want to look at yourself. Like, how could you be ashamed, but you literally sat there for well, a long time eating and, like, right. masturbating. Like, that, that takes time. Like, <laughs> you have no issues with, you have no issues saying that. Yeah. But you have no issues saying 
no, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beside the point. <laughs> I've gone way off the rails of that mm-hmm. one. Um, don't don't mirrors have some sort of like m- mystical components as well too for I mean, people? Yes, you can use mirrors to like scry and stuff. There's also like the thing that we have talked about before. Um, God, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's the stranger in the mirror effect, mm-hmm. where like you stare too long at yourself and you become distorted or you see something else, um, because your brain starts filling in gaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, because maybe maybe that's that would be a theory behind it, right? Yeah. Where and, like in he's... new psychology, people theorize that murderers do that because they don't want to look at themselves because right. they're ashamed of what they've done. Right. So, I mean, back then in 1912. They didn't have language for a serial killer, and they didn't know what that was. Sure. So. Well, serial the the term serial killer is a more recent thing. It's from the eighties. Yeah. So. But they didn't even understand that concept. Like they had no idea that people like continuously kill because they like it. I don't think we get it still now, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, That's yeah. Very true. Ugh. Okay. What about the plate of food? What about the plate of food, Sarah? Supposedly there was a plate of untouched food. Like, I don't know if that was, like, a secondary plate or, like, he served himself a plate and then he was like, oh, you know what? It's getting late. Better get the fuck out of here. See, this is the part I'm not getting with that mm-hmm. because that's not his home. Okay. I always think it's fucking weird when killers kill people and then, like, eat their food and take a shit in their house. Well, like, uh, um, like that one in Japan, right? Yes. I, that's the first person I thought of. Yeah. The guy that broke into a Japanese home in, what was it, like, the 90s? I think so, yeah. I think so. And he, like, murdered the whole family. And, like, he went on their, like, their computer and, like, looked at stuff. And then he, like, ate their food and, like, had a popsicle. And then he, like, took a shit and didn't flush. That so fucking weird. Beyond fucking weird, dude. I don't know. They never caught that uh, guy. Yeah, so they never caught him. No. Yeah, I don't remember. They were... Yeah. <laughs> Case Files is a good episode of that one. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway. Um, You know who else used to do that? The Golden State Killer. That motherfucker yeah. he used to make himself a fucking sandwich. He would make himself a sandwich. He would Piece put um, plates on top of your back to make sure you wouldn't move. And yeah. then he would go make a sandwich. And yeah. if you heard the plates move, he said he was going to come back and kill you. Yeah. Piece of shit. I can't. Fucking asshole. Who the fuck does that? I can't. Fuck you, D'Angelo. Oh, man. They caught him, though. Yeah. Finally. Take that, motherfucker. <laughs> um, And then lastly, the bloody bowl of water. So in the book by Dr. Epperly, he does mention that, like, they don't really say if it's bloody. They say it's dirty. So somebody could have, like, washed their hands in water before bed. Or they could have been using it to wash something else and left it out. Um, if mm. it was bloody, like, he easily... It could have just been explained that he washed his hands really quick. Yeah. So... I can... Th- that was my thought. That's what that was. Yeah. So I mean, I prefer if he just, like, washed his hands outside. Because he's disgusting. Um, well, homie's making himself a plate of food, okay? At that point, I don't think he gives a shit about anything else, so. So fucking And fucking went on a fucking rampage doing it, so, you know. That fucking part still. It's so weird because, like, he's in a frenzy, right? But then, like, somehow he's not in a frenzy enough where he can calm down and make himself food and wash his hands? How long was he in there? It had to have been hours. Right? And And then they didn't find them until seven and they would have seen someone leave. And... They think he left like at five because a train came in at five. They lived near train. Yeah, isn't that one of the theories? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm fun, jumping ahead. Sorry. Fun fact: Some sources say that cigarette butts were found in the attic next to a lone chair, possibly indicating that the killer came in while the Moors were gone at their church function and waited for their return. Ugh. That means the killer would come out of the small attic door located in the closet in Josiah and Sarah's room 
pass by the open door of the kids' room and walk over to Josiah and Sarah's bed and murder them without being oh, noticed. Oh my god, so that, dude! He didn't have to climb the stairs. Yeah, he was already there, which would have made him n- not be loud at all. Yeah, maybe. Holy shit! Yeah. And he walked by the fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's why I'm never gonna have an attic. Never. So according to Smithsonian Magazine, the coroner and the investigating marshal were so disturbed by the scene that one of them said, don't go in there, boys. You'll regret it until the last day of your life. And as we know, true crime fans have been around since the dawn of time. Yeah. And not only did nobody listen, but neighbors, officials, and looky-loos went in the house trampling on the entire crime scene. Of course they did. Of course they did. Like a few officials got to see it, and then all of a sudden everybody was in there. Oh, yeah. So there wasn't, I mean, forensic science wasn't great back right, then to begin right. with, but there's absolutely nothing they could have done with the information at that point. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but still, just the fucking, at least out of respect for the fucking family. Oh, it gets worse than that. Ugh. So people started taking keepsakes, like as they walk through. No. And they are including, but not limited to. No. Pieces of Josiah's skull. What the? Yeah. People were taking pieces of his skull. Okay. I don't remember who it was, but I read somewhere that somebody had a piece of the skull, like, still to this day. Like, it's been passed down in their family. Do you not have any fucking shame, dude? It's also so insanitary. God damn. It's so sick. Oh, it's my God. So who fucking does that? Who fucking... It's, like, disrespectful and unsanitary. Like, I can't... The, the... If I saw that scene, I would throw up. I wouldn't take a piece of a skull. I'd be like, ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> the fuck is that i don't understand people it's Ugh, disgusting that's no yeah so uh, i'm gonna take this time to insert if you would like to respectfully um play a part in remembering the lives of the moors and the terrible incident i would simply pay a visit to the montgomery county historical society mm-hmm. or even the moors graves and bring flowers they are buried in Villisca cemetery in the rose hill section block three lot three the stillinger girls are also buried in the Villisca uh cemetery Rose Hill section as well, block three, lot five. Got and it. then, very sad fact. Um, in turn, next to them is their infant brother who was born two months after the girls were killed and died after only living two days. Hmm. So I would assume that this was probably due to the stress of the mother. I can't imagine having two of my kids brutally murdered while I'm seven months pregnant. Yeah. And then giving birth to an extremely sick baby and having him die. The family was probably a wreck. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they were ever the same. No. No. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. <sighs> um one more note before I leave on this point. <laughs> Where do we even go from here? But go on, please. So they did um test the bodies and they determined that they didn't have any drugs in their system. So they don't know why nobody got up and did anything. Like no one heard. They they thought maybe chloroform at first, but no. Absolutely nothing. But then again, though, if he was that efficient, like, like if so. he was that, that efficient with what he was doing, yeah, you could pull it off without anyone waking up, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, if he if he crushed the dad's head, uh, the back of his head, and like I said, let's say he did get the vocal, the, 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 the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. Done. There, okay. There's no way for him to move. There's no way for him to yell. There's no way for him to talk. Yeah, and I guess if Sarah moved, he would immediately get her, too. Right. But, like, I'm wondering, I don't know. Anyway, my last fun fact before I stop this part one. <laughs> okay. Is the local pharmacist, sometimes called a druggist, 
decided to take his camera to the house and take photos of each body and room. What? He wanted to make money off of these, obviously. And when he came out, he was met with a very angry Ross Moore, who took the camera from him, threw it on the ground, and stomped it. Till Fuck it was yeah, he did. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah. Fuck so, yeah. We don't have photos of this house Thank for God. that reason. And also, they crime scene photos weren't mandatory. Right. So we don't have... I think the only photo we have is they took the murder weapon and the um, lamp. Mm-hmm. And they took photos of those, but not in the crime scene itself. That's okay. Yeah. I, I have no issues of not seeing those pictures. It's perfectly fine. And, and fuck that guy who did it. Yeah. And so that is where I'm going to leave you for today. Next time, we will talk about... The suspects and the hauntings. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> Yay. I feel like I've been talking forever. Good job, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, so <laughs> I have to say before we move on to whatever I'm, whatever I'm going to cover, mm-hmm. it just, I, I don't know what's, what, what makes it worse for me knowing, knowing what I know now. Mm-hmm. The fact that this guy went berserk. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that people were trying to make a buck off of it. It's all bad. Like, I feel like they're both terrible things. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like the people making a buck off of it is even worse than this fucking guy who... You can you can, you can kind of un- uh, understand the fact that he went berserk because that mm-hmm. he's, he's a fucking absolute nut job. Mm-hmm. But the people getting the pieces of the skull nuts. and fucking wanting to nuts. get the pictures to sell the pictures. And, it's insane. What the fuck, dude? Like... And people are still trying to make money off of it today. I um I actually spoke to the um guy who runs the his name is Dave McFarland. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs the county museum. Yeah, I said to visit the Montgomery County. Montgomery County is where Velisca is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he runs the museum. I did write to him, and he gave me some facts. And he said that for the anniversary, the hundredth anniversary, they did a recreation of like someone like in the bedroom with the axe to show the trajectory to show why there is a mark yeah. in the ceiling. Yeah. And they didn't do it in the house. So they just recreated like a set the room pretty much. Yeah. And they recreated everything. So there's a calendar on the wall in the photo and I, they recreated the calendar. So they put the photo up saying like, here's why this happened or whatever. Like this is the anniversary, hundredth anniversary. Mm-hmm. And a guy contacted them and was like, Actually, like I own the that calendar, I made it, and so therefore, like this photo is mine, and you're making money off of it, and I want the money for it. And they're like, we're not making money off it. Number one, like literally, and he he said that Dave said that like a lot of people do that. Like they will come forth and be like, oh, I want money for this. It's just crazy. It's you're just as fucking bad as a murderer. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're just as fucking yeah. bad as a murderer. And, and he does, and the museum um, staff feel it's very, very disrespectful. Absolutely. They have a really big, um, he said they have a big area dedicated to it, and they have items from the actual home. Yeah. And then they have a memorial okay. to the family and the girls, the Stillinger girls. Um, and he's like, a lot of people just like are very disrespectful and don't take it seriously. And it really, like, I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but he said it really divided Velisca. And I bet it changed their entire history. I bet. So it was. It's really sad to hear that. He told me some other things that I'll get to later on. But yeah. Yay. Well done, friend. Thank you. That was really good. And fuck those people. Yes. 
That's oh all I gotta God. say to that. There, there is no other way to put it than to simply say fuck those people. That makes me so fucking mad. Absolutely, that's fucking disgusting, like, dude. Children fucking died, and I can't, I can't. Yeah, I feel you. Blech. My turn. All right. You ready? I'm scared. <laughs> uh, already, fair. Okay. But this is a good one. Mm. Today, boys and girls, and everyone, I everyone everywhere. <laughs> We're talking about outside. Exactly. <laughs> we're talking we're talking Puckwudgie today. <gasps> the Puckwudgie. That's what I got when I did the cryptid filter. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. we're gonna yeah. talk about Puckwudgie. All right. Okay. My sources before I begin. Wikipedia, Puckwudgie. Mm-hmm. Native American folklore, Puckwudgie. Mm-hmm. Uh an article from the lineup called What is a Puckwudgie? If you see one, it's best to stay away. That should already tell you what we're getting ourselves into at this okay, point. Okay. Uh, another website called uh, Thought Catalog. 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 Wow. <laughs> Thought Catalog. Already with the accents. Uh, 20 facts about the puck wedgie. The mischievous creature who lurks in forests. Mm-hmm. Grunge.com. The legend of the puck wedgie explained. Mm-hmm. The United States of Cryptids. A tour of American myths and monsters. Love that book. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter fandom. <laughs> yes, Harry Potter fan. I bet you were waiting for that part. I was wondering if you're going to use them. Yeah, well, there's got to be some relevance to modern day somehow, right? Oh, before I forget, I'm not going to say my sources because it's going to give away things for part two. Don't. So I'll give my sources next time. But I did actually source some of the people as I was yeah, talking about. Absolutely. Them. So you can look up Dr. Epperly. You can look up Dave McFarland. And, uh, you know, uh, Sarah's sources is trust me, bro. <laughs> yes. You got can you. trust me. Yeah, there you go. See, you can trust. <laughs> we we got you guys' backs. Don't worry. We will we lie to you. I'm not like all other men. Okay. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so Pakwaji, translated slash also known as Bagwajinini. Okay. Apains, Bains, Bains, and well, what, Pahins. What are those? They're all Native American. Okay, I don't. I don't know that language. They generally mean, they have some sort of meaning of either, either meaning little ones or little people. Okay, got it. So according to Henry Schoolcraft, noted for his studies of early Native American history, mm-hmm. the name Pukwudgie means little wild man of the woods that vanishes. Oh, okay. It's a very descriptive term. There you go. Now, where are they located? Because they they, they, they they around. Okay. So some sources report that the Pukwudgie can be found in places around Delaware and Prince Edward Island in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's by New Brunswick and Nova Scotia for you Canadian people out there that want to know exactly where to find them. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's believed that they are found mostly in the northeastern U.S., mm-hmm. southeastern Canada, and the Great Lakes region. But there are some instances of Pukwudgies being... Uh, being spotted as far as in West Virginia and even Texas. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Texas. Little little peeps okay. travel, man. Okay. They they travel. Them them little legs go around. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of history and description, right? Mm. So the Pukwudgie comes from Native American folklore. Um, I'm gonna. There's a lot of different tribes that have the Pukwudgie. So I'm gonna try to cover as oh. much of them as I can. So bear with me. Okay. I'll be bouncing back and forth between them. This one specifically uh, comes from the Wapanoak mm-hmm. folklore up in like the you know Massachusetts area, mm-hmm. uh, and it's described to be a human-like creature that stands anywhere from two to three feet tall. Hmm. So they're okay. itty bitty, they're teeny tiny. Okay. 
They are considered to be shapeshifters since they are able to appear and disappear at will. No, thank you. That already makes it fucking scary, dude. <laughs> Who does that? I don't know. Bugwoody, relax. <laughs> Stay. Uh, the most common description of of a pukwudgie. So this is one that generally, like, through through the through the times of the tribes and okay. stuff like that, they they generally describe the pukwudgie to look like a porcupine from the back, mm-hmm. and in the front it can look anywhere from a human to like a troll. So okay, yeah, uh, it's still weird either way. Porcupine from the back, human or troll from the front. That's just, it's like yeah. porcupine spines or just like hair that looks like a porcupine, like the like the quills. Oh no! Yeah, That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, and uh, did I mention that it walks upright? No, but I, I think I knew that. Yeah, well, there you go. Because <laughs> you know it's already creepy enough that it's two feet tall and like with <laughs> porcupine back and shit. You know, Ugh. they're also considered spirits of the forest too, though. Okay. So, which kind of makes sense with the whole shape shift, shape shifting thing mm-hmm. and whatnot. So that makes sense. Um, other visual descriptors of the pukwudgie also include having a canine-like nose. And have large ears, lips, and fingers. Okay. And can have smooth gray skin that sometimes glows. Not gray. That makes it so fucking creepy, that glows? dude. No. Uh, I don't like it. Almost like leathery. Almost. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Hard pass. So how do you know one's around though? Because that's the big thing, right? Mm. To know when you when you can spot one without actually seeing one, right? Okay. Um. Some reports state that they give off a sweet smell. And are generally associated with flowers. It's like so almost it's like trickery. a right. Okay. So it's like okay. So if you smell that, I mean, obviously, if you're in a forest, you're gonna think it's a fucking flower, yeah. right? You're not gonna think it's a pukwudgie. Yeah, no. Motherfucker, better watch out. It's a fucking pukwudgie. Okay, so run. especially especially in Massachusetts if it and the Great Lakes. Too nice. We better run. They'd be like, mmm, mmm. Mm. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of hints of floral here. <laughs> this is not a beer that I'm drinking. This is not good. So let's cover a little bit of the uh, Native American origins. Mm-hmm. So it is believed that we were once close friends with the Pukwudgies. Oh, okay. Until until that no longer happened. Okay. Uh, it's believed that they began tormenting and annoying the natives out of jealousy. Uh, oh. So this story is of uh, the tribe up in you know like Massachusetts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So their story is that the Pukwudgies were super jelly mm-hmm. over the Wapanoag people's devotion and affection that they had towards their hero. hero Mouse shop that they ended up getting banished to other parts of North America. Who's Mouse shop? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it looked like you were going to ask that question. That's why I was. <laughs> I know. also have to say, it feels like the uh, Victors wrote history here. Right. Like, they're like, oh my god, they just like were so jealous of us. Um, uh, just because we're popular <laughs> and we found a hero. It's not my fault. I'm popular. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Mao Shop's pretty legit, though. I mean, it was a Native American deity that created the landmass known as Cape Cod. Okay. So they started worshiping this deity. The Pukwudgies were like, dude, WTF? Like we were cool. Mm-hmm. We were bros. And Mao Shop's like, you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> There's not enough room for all of us here. Okay. So then the Pukwudgies became hostile towards humans, and some stories suggest that they ended up killing five of Mao Shop's sons oh. as a retaliation for that. Okay. With some stories suggesting that they killed Mao Shop himself. So. Oh. Oh. And so, yeah. So there's that one. That is uh, jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are some reports that, according to the Ojibwe and other Great Lake tribes, the Pukwudgie is mostly mischievous, but it's generally nice to people. Okay. And according to Algonquin folklore, they are deadly only to those who disrespect them. 
Okay, so watch your back. Straight up, man. Don't disrespect my boy. <laughs> Don't disrespect the puck, all right? <laughs> but now that we're kind of venturing into what they, what, you know, how dangerous they are, mm-hmm. what do they do? What can they do is more of the question, right? Uh-uh. So there are some reports that state that the puck wedgie uses magic to lure people to their deaths, launch poison arrows at you, and can create fires. Uh, okay. It's sounds like a really messed up Boy Scout, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. Here's your merit badge. Well done. Do they create fire like through themselves or they can like magic. make a fire? Oh my like, god. Okay. Magic fire. Got like it. skadoosh. I'm scared. With okay. some instances also creating orbs too, which we'll I'll get to why the orbs in a minute. Okay. But if you annoy it, it'll play nasty tricks on you. Okay. It's like petty as fuck, right? So they've been known to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, which we'll get to in a minute why that that's significant. Okay. Attack you with short knives and spears. And blo- now they can make tools? Okay. Homies are very... You, you don't, okay. Didn't I mention they were Boy Scouts? Oh, that's true. Hmm? <laughs> always be prepared. God, gotta always be prepared. <laughs> I got that merry badge for a reason. <laughs> but they also blind you by throwing sand in your eyes. Oh. Jesus oh, Christ. Don't mind me. Will they just, like, carry sand? <laughs> sure. In a little pouch? Have you, have you, uh, well, we haven't been to Cape Cod. We don't know. That's true. I've never been there. Hmm? Like I said, they're just straight up nasty little fuckers, man. Shit. Throw sand. So rude. So others state that they can cause confusion onto you or make you forget about things. Okay. There are even instances when it can shape shift into a deadly creature. Like a like for example, like a wolf or something. Oh, okay. Or bring harm to people by simply staring at you. No. Mm mm. If looks Why like would kill. I why would I wait long enough for you to stare yeah, at me? Yeah, like no, I'd leave. No, fuck that. I see a little something. Ugh. I don't even like to make eye contact with regular people. Exactly. <laughs> this whole time that we've been recording, guys, we've been looking at each other's foreheads. <laughs> it's a sales trick. Um, Just right over the mic. I have the smallest forehead, so good luck. <laughs> if I could have taken a picture of the way that you would just pose like that, that was fucking brilliant. I'm so glad we're not recording this. I like, I, And I had thought about it for a second. I was like... No, no, nah. no, no, nah. They don't need to see us. They can, they can wait for the next episode. <laughs> There's also some instances in which the puck wedgie would create an orb, like mm-hmm, I was mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, to lure people into the woods and, well, to their deaths. Jesus, so. okay. They're pretty fucking vengeful, dude. Yeah, like they're, they're... at this point, like it's not these humans that fucked you. Like, I know it's a little bit like overkill. You know. Listen, I'm glad that Cape Cod's there. Great. Thrive. That's awesome. I haven't been there. Don't get mad at me. All right? I'm sorry. I still would be cool with you, Pugwedgie. Like, relax, bro. No. They think all humans are bad. We do go I mean, back on our word a lot. I was going to say, my well, they're technically not wrong. So. <laughs> In some cases, if it's annoyed enough mm-hmm. and you have kids, it'll kidnap your kids. Oh, shit. Okay. It's all bitch. They're mine now. All right. You want to fuck around and find out? Well, we're going to find out. Does it kill them? Oh, no. Yes. Okay. It does. Or keeps them captive for a while. Okay, watch your kids. Hide your wives. Hide your kids. <laughs> Puck witches begin everybody else. <laughs> Might as well be a leprechaun at this point. Don't say that. They're going to come for us. Don't. 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 Mm. Don't put that out there. We don't live near the woods. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, Have you ever I mean, seen a suburban puckwudgie? Hey, man. They dress, they dress different. <laughs> They dress different. We call them hipsters. Oh, no. Damn hipsters. Damn you hipsters. Let's talk about some sightings. Okay. Because, you know, I can talk all this shit, but are they really real, though? You know, yeah. So, so there's sightings. Yes, there's sightings. Okay. 
The first mentioning of them is obviously through native folklore. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. That should have been a given here, guys. Come on. Uh, but regarding the pasty skin peoples mm-hmm. and them talking about them. Oh. It started with reports written by Henry Schoolcraft, who I mentioned earlier, right? Mm-hmm. The thing with him was that he was actually married to a part Native American woman. That's how he knew about those stories. She oh, would okay. share the stories with him, and that's what got him into going to the deep dive. And he would later inspire uh, Henry Longfellow's poem, The Song of Hiawatha, that included a Pukwudgie in the poem. Okay. So that's kind of like the first, like, more popular, not popular, but like, you know. That's why you shouldn't tell white people about shit. Right? <laughs> Just keep this shit to ourselves, dude. They try to make a profit off of everything. You just heard that earlier. <laughs> Fucking people. See what I mean? <laughs> oh, the caucasity. Regarding where most sightings come from, it's believed that it has most of its sightings in the Freetown State Forest in Massachusetts. Okay. It covers places like Fall River, Freetown, and Lakeville. Okay. I don't great. Know. If you're from Massachusetts, great. You know, know what I'm talking about. Let us know what. Let us know if it's nice out there. I might yeah. go out there one day, try to find one. I mean, I want to go to Boston and of course <clears throat> Salem. So. Well, yeah. One day we'll go there. Yeah. Work on it. There's a specific spot in the state forest known as the Ledge. Mm-hmm. That is reported to be hotspot for Pugwudgie encounters and sightings. Mm-hmm. So remember I mentioned earlier about the cliffs and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is where we're coming up to okay. it. Okay. So I'm giving you guys a warning at this point. There are reported deaths by suicide happening there, but most people believe it's due to the Pukwudgies pushing people off the cliff. I'm like, why are they doing this? Because they're fucking, they're, they're pissed at us, they man. wait at the cliff. They're all like, <laughs> it's getting closer. Man. <laughs> <laughs> just like, push you off. Um, but see, the, but remember though, there, there. I remember. I, I don't think I mentioned it in my notes here, but there were some reports that they can also kind of influence your mood. Oh, okay. And like, so kind of get you drive you mentally. to do. Yeah, yeah, Got it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a report of a woman in Massachusetts spotting one of them in the forest, and ended up following her home. <gasps> no. And pestering her by continually tapping. No. On her window at night. Absolutely fucking not. It kept happening until she finally moved. She moved. She had to. She's like, I'm done. I would I'm went done. outside and killed it. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> okay, like half human, half porcupine. Like hell no. I'm just saying. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. People in Massachusetts have guns, right? <laughs> they hunt there. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if they're hunting for puck wedges, but there you go. Well, I don't think you should. But if a puck wedgie followed me home and like tried to drive me crazy, I don't know what I'd do. That's fair. Like I'm not advocating for like gun violence. <laughs> But a two, three foot creature that's still pestering you like that? Yeah, like maybe I'm a little bit, like, yeah, I'm a little bit scared. You might want to think that differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, you know, not so much, dude. <laughs> Another man reported seeing one with fur, glowing red eyes, and with a wolf-like nose. Oh, no. When the creature ran away from him, it apparently gave out a disturbing moan. Ew. That's f- Like, for why, though? Why are you moaning? <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Wailing in the night. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Say. That, that's gross either way. So what do we do if we run into one? Uh, Sarah, what do we do? Run away. Absolutely. Yay. Yes. Yes. I yes. Got yes. Right yes. <laughs> yes. That was a good high five. Yes. We avoid them as much as possible. Leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Okay, respect. Leave. Stay in your lane. Stay in your motherfucking lane. <laughs> Get out of the fucking forest. Mm-hmm. Admire the beauty of nature from a distance, please. Yeah, you won't catch me in it. But if you do happen to run into one, because you know we, you know, we're 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 human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
Be respectful and leave it alone. Yeah. Don't disrespect it. Remember, we talked about that earlier. Don't yeah. disrespect it. Leave it alone. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to harm you at that point. I hope not. Especially apparently from the Great Lakes region. They're more mischievous than anything else. Okay. Like... okay. So, I have a question for you, though. I'm scared. Knowing all that you know. Ask me. Do you think it's a hoax or do you think it's legit? Um. So, this is so hard. Because sometimes I want to be like, it just sounds ridiculous. But at the same time, like, these are real stories from native people they really truly believe this this is part of their culture yeah so i don't know i feel there's 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 some level of truth to it like there's got to be something maybe that they have seen yeah yeah maybe some some sort of creature that isn't yeah. actually like and a they're coming up with like an explanation sure which is what we do as humans anyway right yeah we're always talking about animals with mange to explain away a bunch of these Ugh, cryptids anyway. So how is this any different? Yeah. You know, what I mean? so I agree. I feel like there's there's some level of truth to it. Maybe yeah. not to the two three foot tall troll looking thing. Yeah, but there's some wiggle room. Yeah, and we'll post pictures. I've seen some pictures, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I, I, they look like certain other animals. So you could be like, maybe. Maybe a really large porcupine. Yeah, though. especially because it says like they can shape shift. Like technically, they can be anything. And absolutely. So. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, in some form. Also, like that should be like a little lesson in like respecting nature. Like yeah. mind your own business when you're out in nature. And that's honestly what I get out of it. Yeah. Is the idea that it's more of just keeping that balance. And I'm sure that was like the intent on like telling, passing the story down. Well, yeah, it it was like with the uh, like the Wendigo, right? Yes. And and oh, the. Wendigo. Still one of my favorites. Terrifying. Still one of my favorites. But, so but uh, again, the idea of have that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of you know, still living your life, living how you do, but also respecting the nature, exactly. respecting the space. You know. Exactly. So I have little random facts to kind of throw out this whole way okay. to kind of wrap it up at this point. It's a short one. Sorry. I had a long one, so it's fine. It bounces out. See, mm-hmm. bouncing out. <laughs> so I mentioned Fall River earlier. Mm-hmm. You know what else Fall River is known for? No. It kind of... Well, no, that's not kind of. It's another true crime Mm -hmm. incident Mm -hmm. that also involves an axe, too. Mm -hmm. Think about it for a minute. I don't know. There's so many axe murders. Specifically out in Massachusetts, though. Oh, it's... um. Oh, my God. I can't think of her name. Borden. Lizzie Borden. Yep. Yes. That's another reason why I wanted to go to Boston. But in Fall River, there you go. Yeah, because it's not You can find a puck wedgie. Oh, no. I'm just throwing it out there. You don't have to do it. It's terrifying. I said that or water, baby. Make up your mind. A weird connection to that. So the Sam and Colby episode of the Velisca Axe Murders investigation uh-huh. that I watched, uh-huh. one of their friends that comes along with them is a different paranormal investigator. Um, fuck, I forgot his name, but his last name is Borden, and his great-great aunt is actually Oh, my Borden. God, yeah. dude. So they took someone who was related to an axe murder to an axe murder's house. I swear to God, <laughs> the fact that we have this connecting with your story and connecting with that, I swear to God, guys, this is not planned. Yeah, no, I, we, I literally told you. him like five minutes before we started, I don't know which one I'm going to do today. I can promise you. So. That is not planned. <laughs> Fucking insane. Yeah. So one of the locations of reported Puckwedgie sightings, and I mentioned earlier, was in West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Moundsville State Penitentiary. I might cover that at some point because apparently it is extremely haunted. Yeah, I've heard about that one. So, mm-hmm. which makes you wonder, right? Is is it a haunting then because of spirits or a haunting because of the pug wedge? Mm, interesting. So if they've been spotted there. Maybe they're feeding off each other. Mm? Mm. Something to think about. Yeah. There are pug wedgie crossings, cross, pug wedgie crossing signs posted just outside the Freetown State Forest 
Due to the amount of sightings and calls the police have gotten from there. That's kind of cute. That is pretty funny. But like, be careful. Don't run over the puck Like, bro, just be careful. You're going to pop your tires. You're not going to be happy about it. <laughs> They're going to fuck with you. They're already pissed off to begin with. Yeah. You want to add more to it. Don't hit one. Last one. Okay. Puck wedgies and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Heard of them. Heard of them. Tell me a little bit about that. I don't know. I, I think they're the mascot, maybe, for one of the, what is it, Ilvermorny mm-hmm. um, school, which is the wizard witchcraft school in America. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, the one that I am. I don't know. So, they yeah, they are the symbol and house of Livermorny, like you're talking about, school of witchcraft and wizardry here in the States. Um, from what I remember reading from about that, they were close to a lot of the founding people of the school here Mm -hmm. and they were at one point hired on to the school to provide more like maintenance and protection of the school okay and out of respect for the puckwudgies they created their own house and everything for that so oh that's where the harry potter fandom comes from i think those are like the american equivalency to hufflepuffs too and yeah i'm a hufflepuff there you go that's right are we puckwudgies yeah we're (gasps) puckwudgies I'm, I need to be more respectful about puck wedgies than I know that I've connected in that way. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Your yeah. puck wedgies. Yay! They're scary but cute. They actually are scary but cute, yeah. yes. I just find it interesting, though, how the different tribes have different stories yeah. or different, like, level of danger with them. Mm-hmm. Um, one talking about, like, they're just fucking deadly. Mm-hmm. Don't cross them. And another one's like, oh, they're mischievous, but they're pretty... They're, they're well-intentioned. It reminds me of... Um, you remember those twelve uh, uh, trolls that we covered oh, during the, like, the holiday trolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yule, Yule trolls? Yeah, the Yule trolls or something Yule like that. Trolls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Kind of reminded me a little bit about that. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but so. don't fuck with them though. Yeah, well, we especially don't want bootlicker to come back out of nowhere. Not bootlicker. <laughs> I forgot about bootlicker. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, bootlicker. <laughs> R.I.P. Pour one out for the homie. <laughs> Not my horchata. No. <laughs> I like bootlicker, but not that much, all right? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's that's it for today. That's what we have for stories. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Have you been working on anything? Um, you watching anything that you love? No. Uh, I mean, I've been watching a lot of cold case uh, files okay. lately. I do love cold case files. Really enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was it was only a couple seasons, I noticed. Okay. Or at least that, that Discovery Plus has. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been falling asleep to that. Okay. So that should tell you something. Where, where, where my frame of mind is at. I'm no longer paranormal. I'm gone back to true crime again. Yeah, I fall asleep too. Yeah. And that's why you drink, so. There you go. I'm making more beer soon. Okay. So if you're interested. Um, I ain't a beer. So I'm going to remake our lager. Okay. Um, which is a really amazing michelada, by the way. So okay. know, not, not, to, do... not to brag about that. I like chili. There you go. <laughs> and I'm also going to uh, looking to make our uh, blood orange pale ale. Okay. So that's going to be the next uh, venture. Hmm. Between that or our um, hibiscus double IPA. Ooh, so. hibiscus. Can't go wrong with hibiscus, man. I know. I Straight almost got homica earlier. Should have done it. Homica. If I have too much homica, it gives me stomachache. I think I'm allergic to it. Or I have an intolerance or insensitivity oh, it's, it's, to it. It's very acidic. Yeah, but I love it. I know. I literally could drink like a whole large one and be like, I will fall. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hurting so much. <laughs> yes. Nature's <laughs> bullied. It was worth it, but still... <laughs> stomach cramps for no reason oh yeah yeah it might be an intolerance then but i love it i'm I not know. giving it up ever i know <laughs> that's me and pork 
You, you can't handle pork? It hurts, man. Uh, oh, I don't eat pork, so. If I if I eat past a certain amount, mm. it hurts. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's fucking good. <laughs> That's how I feel about dairy. Like, literally, I'll eat so much fucking cheese and be like, I don't care. Fucking pain is pleasure, dude. <laughs> YOLO, man. YOLO, man. Just don't ask me to drink a, a lot. A pair of fucking masochists over here. <sighs> Love it. <laughs> uh, that's it on my end. Do you have anything? Um, If you check out my coven's Instagram, TikTok, and website, we are at lunamagicacoven.com. And we're also at Luna Magic A Coven on Instagram and TikTok. You'll find everything we've been doing. We've been going to events. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at halfway to Halloween right now as we're recording this. So it's mm-hmm. the second of May today. So that was April 30th. It was halfway to Halloween. Okay. Yeah, we did some really cool photo shoots for that. We did a um, pastel goth one that I really love. I saw that. It came out really cool. Yeah. Um, I posted some stuff for the cryptids and mystics. Uh, instagram mm-hmm. so we went to an event that was like a spooky swap meet and that looked really cool it was really cool and they had a whole troop of actors there with like props i guess they're like a prop house oh and um it was set up like a 1930s cryptid hunt <gasps> and like there were pictures of like diagrams of mothman and like how to spot a sasquatch and that's so cool everyone was completely in like in character. In character. The whole time. That's... No one broke character. Not once. Like, they had a, a person that was, like, a scientist, and she was a cryptozoologist. And, like, she was like, if you see anything, like, let me know. And then... She had to pay the $200 course thing. It was amazing. No, she... <laughs> She's an actor. Uh, and <laughs> then, like, the other... Like, they had, like, someone who was, like, the kooky scientist, and then someone who was, like, the brute force. So he had, like, a shotgun, and he was like, I'll get anything. And the other guy was like... I that, drink the ghost to keep them away from me. It was wild. That's fucking cool, dude. They were very funny. Yeah. Um, they were a great troop. I got some cool pictures in front of their their stuff. So that's cool, dude. They're really nice. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was in LA because we live near LA. So that was at Heritage Square Museum. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's ever been there. But they have these very old um Victorian houses that they have like um architecturally interesting historic homes there Mm -hmm. they've rehomed them so they moved them there they're actually paid for by the pasadena historical society but it's in los angeles okay and they keep them up and they do tours they do spooky tours (gasps) yeah they're a little bit pricey but it's a nighttime spooky tour and it's a traditional victorian tour so there's no electronics allowed period fuck you use dowsing rods you use uh mirrors to scry you use ouija boards nothing else um, so join our Patreon <laughs> and help support this cause. Yeah, it's like $50 a person. Yeah. So I would love to, to go, but... Please and thank you. It's a little bit pricey for me to, like... Because I've been there and it's only, like, $10 to get in. Right, yeah. right. But, I mean, so it's a, that's a whole different experience. Yeah, it's a though. whole different experience. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would that, love that, to do that. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. So if you send us there, we'll do it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm so fucking down for that. Let's yeah, go. I am so down. And <sighs> the houses are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just really amazing there. That's awesome. So... Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I don't think I've done anything else. Oh, um, my Instagram page, uh, Corner Talk Brewing. If you guys are interested, follow it. Yes. Um, whenever I'm making beer and stuff like that, that's where I post. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever interested in anything like that and you're local and want to be a guinea pig, mm-hmm. shoot me a DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. And Corner if Talk you... Brewing, people. 
And if you're a brewery and you would like to sponsor us and like get that shit together, like let's that. figure that out. Totally for that vibe for sure. We will drink your beer on this podcast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> shit. You had to tell me twice. <laughs> Do that for sure. Yeah. And give you guys a plug and everything. Anyway. Anyway, keep in contact with us and don't forget to leave us a really good review if you can. Go back and listen to all of our episodes. And don't forget to Stay curious. And stay creepy. Bye. Bye.